you are tuned in to a fireside chat with Zany Mystic. Join us now on another exciting metaphysical journey. Relax, tune in, drop out, and take a seat by the fire as we explore new realms and possibilities. This is Magenta Pixie. You can find me at magentapixie.weebly.com. But now, here is Zany Mystic and guest. Enjoy the show. Greetings, and welcome to a fireside chat with the Zany Mystic. I'm your host, Lance White. Tonight, my guest is Timothy Glenn. <clears throat> Timothy is an author, astrologer, numerologist, and spiritual reader. He came into this life without the veils pulled all the way down, like many of us. He never fit into the real world. Early years included music, voice, and exposure to astrology. Theatrical training and performance prepared him for a brief stint as a minister. He has done past life regression, sound healing, astrology, and now does multidimensional soul purpose readings. You can find out more on his website at www.soulpurposereadings.com. So let's welcome Timothy back to the show now. Hi, Timothy. How are you? I'm pretty jazzed. Oh, good. Well, you sound jazzed. All right. <laughs> I don't hear music in the background, though. <laughs> That's right. It's all in my head. Oh, okay, good. Uh, I'll do some mind reading or some psychic uh, uh, communications then. Oh, there it is. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty jazzed about the way things are unfolding on planet Earth. It's it's a real wild show out there. Ah. But we are getting closer and closer and closer to the big shift really manifesting. Aha. Uh-huh. Well. Uh, what? Uh, tell me more. <laughs> tell us more. <laughs> uh, well, you may notice that uh, the uh, the political entities are really uh, kind of like off the chart right now. Uh-huh. Like they've lost. Their, many of them have just lost their minds. It's just incredible. But, well, I've always uh, thought that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're. It's but they really becoming, have now. But it, yeah. It's, but it's becoming obvious even to mainstream. <laughs> yeah, even the sleepers are waking up going, what in the world is wrong with these people? Uh, but the, uh, yeah, the old world power structures um, have been challenged, and we're going to enjoy the show of watching all of these control grid operations come down. So it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, we're coming up to this uh, Pluto and Saturn conjunction in the sky, going exact in January. So the pressure is building. They're both in direct motion now, so Saturn and Pluto are moving up to that point where, um, for in this part of the world where we are, it'll be January 12th when they go bing, exact in the sky, in the wonderful sign of Capricorn, and that's when the gates fly open, and this is going to be an amusing show. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's a pretty um, uh, portentous sign uh, at that time, yes, that alignment? Uh, yes, and, and I'm glad you used that term. It's a sign, not a massive event. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, people expect, you know, all, it's all going to happen in one day. No. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just throw the gates open, and, and it'll take years for that game to play out. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, we've got this wonderful will, uh, window of opportunity for those of, those of us who are willing to do this that we can actually vibrationally separate ourselves from that matrix so it won't have 
much of any effect on us at all. And some might not even want to watch the movie. Some of us may watch it just for entertainment. Mm, I see. So you don't predict any uh, <clears throat> attempts by any of the uh, New World Order kids uh, to do something totally disruptive, like, you know, throw us into a war or bomb the U.S. or use uh, weather control to uh, destroy the continents or, you know, anything dramatic like that. Well, they keep trying. <laughs> and yeah. you know, they're not going to go down without a fight. Well, obviously. Yeah, I mean, that's all they know. Mm-hmm. So, so they may get away with things here and there. We'll see. We'll just watch how it plays out. But if we are detached and neutral and focusing more on our spiritual unfoldment and taking advantages of the opportunities that come up energetically for us, then it's like, okay, it's really just like, okay, we have a movie in the DVD player. <laughs> and that's what we're watching. Mm-hmm. But uh, the last time we had Pluto in exact conjunction with Saturn in Capricorn was the year 1518. Oh, really? Yeah. So and it what happened happen in 1518? Well, that started, it went exact just months after this guy named Martin Luther had basically told the Vatican to go shove it. And that was also the time of Henry VIII, and he was in the process there of... Uh, breaking off from the Vatican and forming the Church of England. And the Vatican had reigned supreme in all mm. those countries for well over a millennium. Uh-huh. And they got challenged, and they lost that, uh, that grip that they had on England and Germany. And, of course, then that's what opened the gates for what is known as the Renaissance. Oh, yes, that was a wonderful period. Yeah, so it's like, well, people were waking up. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of Renaissance we have on earth now yes so that is that will be part and parcel of this uh, particular alignment oh yeah yeah it's going to be lots of fun so uh, uh, the fall of the old uh, paradigms and the rise of uh well free i would say a lot of freedom and creativity and uh, self-expression maybe I, it was really cool the way you, you caught yourself there. It was like the fall of the old order, and then the rise, and then you stopped yourself. It's not like we're going to have something rise up to take the place of that. Right, right. It's going right. to be grassroots level. Right. And that's a much more subtle uh, uh, situation than, uh, you know, movements. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, you know, it's uh, interesting to watch these people who are involved in all these movements out here. Uh-huh. Uh, well, that's <laughs> they're just getting sucked into, uh, uh, well, a, a different Matrix game. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what will the Matrix be up to uh, while all this is happening? Because we know that uh, AI pretty much runs up to the 12th dimension. We talked okay. about that before. Yeah, and uh, and that cosmic artificial intelligence. Um, well, see, this is the, the the tricky, sticky part for for some people here, and and we talked about this before. Is they're going to go into 
the, the new God program, the Savior program, whatever form it happens to take. And they're going to go into their golden age, which is really part of the Matrix program. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, all right, the, the Matrix, the Cosmic Matrix has its God program, and it also has its Lucifer program. It runs right. them both. And so what happens in a planet like ours is you, you have this uh, Luciferian type of program running for centuries and centuries, even millennia, and it makes it so screwed up on the planet, it looks like nothing but divine intervention could possibly save you. And of course, that's because you've been dumbed down after all these <laughs> thousands of years of this crap that you actually believe in this, and that's what people do. They believe in this, and it's like, okay, now we click on the God program. Oh yeah, click on this. Okay, the Savior comes in, and oh boy, here we go. And everybody goes marching into that larger burger cage, <laughs> you know, the bigger sandbox to play. Oh, yes. However you would like to analogize that. And there you are in this golden age that, sure, seems like absolute paradise compared to the pit you've been in. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take much. And so, and what people don't realize is that door is slowly closing behind them. Mm -hmm. as they have all this magnificent experience in what they think is their new paradise. And yeah, it's a nice golden age, two or three thousand years, what are you going to get out of it? Who knows? And it degenerates into a silver age, and on and on and on. Next thing you know, you're right back here. <laughs> yeah, so they go into a golden cage. So the new cage movement has been primed for the golden cage. Yeah, the golden cage, I like that. So, you should write a blog piece about that. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that's that's a good idea. Let me let, in fact, let me write myself a note because if I don't yeah, write take a myself, memo. <laughs> you know, if you don't write yourself notes, of course, then you lose the notes. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah, our brains I'm are doing with that one. Yeah, our brains are doing funny things these days. Oh, tell me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hilarious yeah. things. I mean, uh, all kinds of wacky, zany, mystical things. Yeah. Uh, but, what uh, what's your experience and uh, what have you noticed around you? Uh lots of um not just short-term memory um loss you could call mm -hmm. it or just strange games but also strange illusions happening it's like and I'm glad somebody actually posted this on social media because uh, you know you can tend to think you're the only one doing this. Mm -hmm. Right. But, but one example was you know somebody has have any of the rest of you had the experience of you get, you get a text message or an email or whatever, and you, and you think of your answer. So you've answered it in your mind, and you actually believe you've actually answered it. Mm -hmm. And weeks later, days later, weeks later, whatever, you find out you never did answer. Uh-oh. Yeah. And another fun one is having memories, and, and so you're just clearly remembering something, and all of a sudden it dawns on you that it has absolutely nothing to do with this reality. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, it's, we're not even talking past life. We're talking that it's so different, like maybe beyond different timelines or different dimensions or whatever. It's like so different that there's no way to fit it in here, and you have trouble even then holding on to the memory <laughs> as, you, as you wake back up in this one. So, uh, yeah, fun stuff. I was thinking that, um, you know, the, uh, one aspect of this uh, shift in the uh, awakening may be 
uh, waking up to things that we haven't known before or we didn't realize about ourselves mainly that uh, we haven't been awake or we haven't uh, re- uh, been aware of certain things and uh, once you open that Pandora's box there is uh, quite a bit that we can find that uh, we may not be aware of and so that can be rather daunting well yeah it's called infinity <laughs> right <laughs> right so how do you deal with infinity when you've been uh, you know <clears throat> locking yourself into a daily routine and you know going to your job or doing whatever you do and uh, you know and yet thinking that you're awake and you know following some new age ideas or some metaphysical stuff or uh, maybe meditating and uh, knowing all the right people and reading all the right material and taking all the right classes, but that doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're awake. No. It it might mean you're a little less asleep. Yeah, yes, and you're more aware. Right. More aware. Yeah. But uh, You're you know, aware that you're awakening. Right, right, because it is a, it is a very uh, spotty process. Um, yeah. it's, it's not something where you it happens and you have an awakening and you're awake uh, permanently. It's uh, it has uh, degrees for one thing. Sure, consciousness has degrees and uh, it's not permanent uh, until a certain level is reached. So um, we need each other to remind one another uh, to awaken because we can easily fall back to sleep. And also, there are different areas of awakening. Ah, yes. You can you see like people to who are totally that? into the, you know, they do the meditation and all this wonderful stuff, and so they're awakened in in that area, but then they're still out there playing, my political party is the right one and yours is the wrong one, and we're going to fight you on this issue, and we're going to fight you on that issue, and blah, 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 blah. Mm, right, Exactly. <laughs> Whereas other people have awakened to that, and they say, hey, you know, both those parties are owned and operated by the same financial interests up at the top of that pyramid scheme. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And most people don't uh, believe that. No, they just don't get it. They don't get it. It's uh, the ostrich in the sand uh, situation. Yeah, well, maybe a a nice windstorm will come along and blow the sand away. (laughs) (laughs) And they're going to be naked. But it's but, uh, not our concern when, how, or right, whatever else, right, anybody right. else awakens. That's right. That's absolutely right. I used to think it was my job to awaken everybody on the planet. Good luck. But uh, I gave that one up a long time ago. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a handful with myself. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we have that old saying, if you really want to change someone else... Change yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so the genuine awakening is going to be something beyond what what most people have even begun to imagine or contemplate, because we're talking about stepping into our creatorship. Mm-hmm. And years ago in a, in a Protarian channeling session, somebody was really fixated on this thing of, we are nothing but third-dimensional beings. We're fighting our way through the muck and mire of the fourth dimension so we can jump into the fifth dimension and say, safe. Mm-hmm. And that, that would be the end-all, you know, end-all, be-all, everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, and so the question mm-hmm. was, what will the fifth dimension be like? And Protarian said, completely different. Okay. Oh, but what will it be like? 
completely different. <laughs> but what will it be like? And it was pointed out, well, that's up to you. Because you get you get to a certain point and you're stepping into your creatorship, so it's up to you to determine what that fifth dimensional experience is going to be. Mm-hmm. Because you are the creator. Mm-hmm. Now, our friend Anelia has been talking about that lately, too. Yeah, she's had a lot of good posts out lately. Yeah, and she talks about how you know the fifth dimension is not like some destination of a place you go, and, okay, it's on a road map right here. Right. Uh, you're now you know, entering it, the fifth dimension. Right. She says it's a creation, and you are the creator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree so with that. People, yeah, and are people really ready for that? Well, I, honestly, I don't think so. <laughs> well, it, the way it looks right now, the majority of Earth's population is not anywhere near prepared for that. No. no. And if people out here have had absolutely no deep meditation, dream travel, soul travel, whatever kind of travel, uh, and they've never had any kind of hallucinogenic experience, etc., they're going to have a rough go of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they may be choosing to dumb down and numb out even more and go through the cosmic recycle bin again, and that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I, I personally prefer not to do that. <laughs> well, I... Some of us have just done enough of that. Enough of that, yes. It's been enough. But um, Yeah, but meanwhile, we can still watch the movie here. Right, right. And, and enjoy it and be less and less attached to anything in it. The ultimate play out of this game is we lose all attachment to it. We become totally neutral. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like you don't have a horse in the race, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, we can still have our preferences and tastes and proclivities and so forth, but without attachment. Mm, right, right, right. But the movie's going to be really interesting. <laughs> because most people are operating from attachment and uh, uh, self-serving interests. That's for sure. Yeah, so yeah. the next few years are going to be a lot of fun you know, looking at the big astrology stuff it's like okay this is going to be amusing because you know we're going to go for a while here with uh, pluto and capricorn in both zodiacs simultaneously because we do have two zodiacs we do we do yes okay okay <laughs> okay well here in the west we use what is called the tropical zodiac uh-huh. and that's based on the relationship between the earth and the sun now, over in the east, like in India, where they have Vedic astrology, they use what is called the sidereal zodiac. Mm, right. They simply follow the constellations. Now, those are two different levels of energy. Both are perfectly valid systems. And the two zodiacs have now drifted a little more than 24 degrees apart. Pretty soon, they're going to be a whole sign apart. That'll be kind of cool. Yeah. But at any rate, where we are right now, we're coming up to this point where once we get into, you know, like the year 2022, it's going to be really, really cool happening. Uh, uh, lots of stuff. We're going to get into, uh, like the USA having its Pluto return, while Pluto is in Capricorn in both zodiacs simultaneously. Mm, wow. So that's, yeah, that's going to be Pluto in Capricorn on steroids. <laughs> Yeah. So whatever we experience in uh, 2020, uh, ongoing with this uh, conjunction, uh, we can expect that 2022 will be uh, quite a bit more 
uh, exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's not forget 2021. That's going to be a fun year, too. <laughs> and now what's going on in 2021? Well, more of the same, only amped up. Hmm. So can you kind of give us an overview <clears throat> of uh, when uh, 2020 uh, uh, occurs? Pluto is, in, is conjunct with Saturn and Capricorn, and that happens on the 12th? Yep. And then uh, how long does that last, and what is the next major uh, dramatic persona in the play? Okay. Uh, again, it's not like it's just an event. Uh, it, like, opens the gateway okay. for massive shift. So it's like the effects of it are just going to echo on down through the decades and then oh, right. or whatever, you know, wherever the game is. This, this is one of those big game changers. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And so there's going to be lots of stuff going on. And see, the the two planets don't have to stay together right in the sky in order for the effects to continue on. Mm. It's just going to be one of these things where there's no way to put the genie back in the bottle. Uh Aha. So in other words, whatever uh, results uh, come from this this, uh, opening of the doors or the portals or the dimensions... Uh, is going to become an ongoing uh, process in our lives. Yeah, and it's just going to keep building and building and building. And so that will be amusing, but meanwhile, let's not forget that we have our windows of opportunity to shift ourselves spiritually, energetically, on all levels, so that we are not even part of that. Ah, Unless we want to visit. See, how about having enough spiritual freedom that we can shift our reality to the point that it has no effect on us, but we can come in and visit and watch the movie. Mm, I like that one. Yeah. So many people, uh, you know, they hold themselves back out of attachments, and one of the toughest ones is when they have kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, now, you know, you're ready to go on and and go into this new earth and this completely different type of existence, and your kids are out there being idiots. And so people want to actually hold themselves back to stay with their kids, mm-hmm. which means they're willing I'm to go into the cosmos. If you have the similar situation going on with uh, uh, people that are in a romantic uh, entanglement. Sure. And, <laughs> and tragically, political entanglements. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. I mean, you name it. Go on down the list. People are attached to so many things, their religions and whatever else. Oh, geez. It's a cornucopia. Yeah. Oh, my. A veritable smorgasbord of yeah. attachments. Buddha would be <laughs> dumbfounded. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, what helps a lot of people is to just even contemplate the possibility that, oh, you could go into this phenomenal new earth, and that's like your your launching pad into the infinite. Mm-hmm. But you can still come back here and visit the kids or whoever, still interact with them, and and would you be more effective in helping them that way or by being stuck in the matrix with them? Well, I know my answer to that question. Yeah. Uh, so. <clears throat> but it, I do understand the difficulty emotionally that uh, people will have, um, but not they don't have to have that, in other words. Right. By detaching in advance and practicing now, uh, 
and uh, you know, being neutral, remaining neutral about just about everything, and coming from a neutral place, uh, it may it would make that moment or those moments much easier to navigate. That's I would think. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So at any rate. Uh, <laughs> Uh, going back uh, a moment when you're asking about 2022, the reason I, I said 2022 is because that's the year that uh, the United States actually has its Pluto return. Now, what does that signify? Okay, now, Pluto, unlike Saturn, does not do remodeling jobs. <laughs> okay, we're talking urban renewal. Oh, wow. See, like Saturn, you can picture as the guy who's in charge of quality control. Uh-huh. He comes in with his white lab coat and his clipboard, and he's making all these curious marks on the paper. He hands you the paper and says, here are your specifications. Make these changes. <laughs> right. Okay. You have to make them or Saturn will kick your ass. Uh, that's the way, that's, yeah, that's the way it's been here. But Pluto says, oh, forget the uh, clipboard. Forget all the specifications. Forget the white lab coat. Pluto comes in wearing a hard hat and steel-toed boots. Ooh. Right. Sounds like right. major uh, heavy construction yeah, or deconstruction. Right. Well, first you do to the deconstruction. So sure. it's like bring in, bring in the wrecking balls, bring in the bulldozers. It's all coming down. We're going to build something completely different here. Aha. Uh-huh. And Pluto has reign over that process then? Yep. That's Pluto's territory. Aha. Uh-huh. And does Saturn know this? <laughs> oh, Saturn knows that, yeah. Uh, so basically they're going to have to enact... A different script than they've been accustomed to. At least Saturn well, yeah, will. Yeah, well, what happens there is Saturn helps ease in a new system while Pluto's taking down the old one. Mm. That actually ends up giving us a smoother transition. Mm. So, uh, you know, and actually, for those who are like out there in the research community and looking behind the curtain, um, you know, there's that silly old man pulling the levers, and we just ignore him, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, we watch this. We can see the way things are being uh, jostled around uh, in the upper political and economic and military areas. Uh, there are entire new systems that are transitional systems that are being put in place and eased into position so that as the old system begins to crumble here and there, we don't have to have total collapse. Mm-hmm. That would suck. But yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what would you guess might happen to the bankers and the uh, corporations and so on and so forth? In other words, the uh, the money system that is uh, has been established as an imaginary uh, force in our lives. Well, the old Babylonian money magic system is simply not going to be here after a while. Yeah, good. So, yeah, it will be it will be dismantled and what we'll have is a new transitional economy come in because people aren't quite ready to live without an economy. We're not that evolved here yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, once we have our um, suppressed technologies Right. Come out and, and so forth. I mean, just imagine, okay, let's have replicator technology. If you have replicator technology, you don't need, like, 
what, 90% of the Wall Street portfolio? Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, you don't need to tear up planets and, and dig out materials and all, you know, all these different resources. You don't need to do any of that. Right. So, and if we had free energy, which has already been developed a long sure. time ago, if that were released, then and there are many forms of free energy. There isn't just one. But if that were implemented, then there goes the oil, uh, the slippery oil people. <laughs> right, and the nuclear energy. Oh, my God, that horrible, and, horrible and, form of energy. Right, that, and... Uh, the natural gas. Of the devil. Right. Yeah, so that will all be replaced. And also, with the uh, ability then to work with energies, uh, what about the healing processes? The healing processes. Like working with plasma energy and different frequency devices? Oh, yes, yes. Okay. So we would eliminate the, well, at first, let's say at least 90% of the pharmaceuticals industry. Wow, they're going to be kind of disappointed, aren't they? Uh, just a little bit. What about, <laughs> what about overall that entire medical industrial complex with its uh, cronies over there in the insurance industry? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, it's like, yeah. see, replacing all of that is a little bit sticky and tricky. Yeah. Unless you want it to all collapse and go into chaos with people starving and people dying everywhere. Well, some people wouldn't care because they're so uh, self-centered, but uh, <laughs> barring that. Yeah, yeah but yeah. see, those those beings who are at the top, of all those different industries, uh, first of all, they tend not to be human souls. Hmm. You know, these are the uh, souls of the, the predatory species that have been preying upon humans for God knows how long. You mean the, the Dracos and reptilians and... And the Anunnaki and all those fun people. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so um, they, yeah, they will be somewhat disappointed. <laughs> yeah, and, you know they're kicking up a fuss now. But the thing is, with the frequency frequency shift that's happening on the planet, they are becoming weaker. Aha! Uh -huh. Okay, that see that's really important to know. Yeah, I mean this is all about a frequency shift. Ooh. That's really the most important thing. And so for us personally, shifting our frequency mm -hmm. is essential. Right. Because, because we then we're not subject to the uh, control and domination that is the law of the land here. Yeah, well, it's been the law of the land because we've been deceived or we've allowed ourselves to be deceived here. Right, right. Because the so-called dark side, which is really just predatory energy, mm -hmm. it's predators. You know, we don't call the hawk evil when it sweeps down out of the sky and grabs a little bunny rabbit and rips it to pieces and eats it. <laughs> right? Right. We, don't, we just say, that's nature. Okay, well, it's just nature. These are predators, and, and this is how they feed, and right. we happen to have been the food. <laughs> yes, we, <laughs> we've been a tasty meal for a long time, haven't we? That's right. And when and when some of these people, you know, they get, of course, you know, it's it's natural. They're, they're going to get, like, ah, horrified at, the, like, the Luciferian child sacrifices and the way these people who are not really human souls, they're in in these uh, hybrid bloodlines and so forth, the way they, they feed on, on human children. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so I'll usually just throw the question at them. Well, have you ever eaten lamb chops? <laughs> you know, come on. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, really, if you were going to pan the camera back here and just ask all the souls incarnated as animals and trees and whatever else, all these spirits all over the planet, a- ask them to grade the paper of humanity. Mm. Do you think humans would be like the, the shining good guys here? Mm, I kind of doubt it. <laughs> really? <laughs> you don't think we would be the good guys in the movie? Really? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. The jury's just... not uh, back on that one. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, the, the predators, it, you know, they're going to kick up their fuss and they're fighting, but the thing is, they are losing power on all levels and on all fronts right now. I mean, well, that's the point uh, that, wonderful news. Yeah, it, it's to the point that the human souls in those areas, in the industries, and in, in the political realms, and in the military, and the intelligence agencies, and so forth, they, they the human souls, have actually wrested major power away from the old reptilian souls. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, so they're going, toe, yeah, they're going toe-to-toe now. Nice, nice. And, yeah, and the lizards are losing... Wonderful. And, and yes, and they are losing power. So without getting emotionally bunged up about the the politics or, or what the, you know, the governments are doing with moving military pieces around the playing board, uh, that's not our concern. That's not our game. If we continue shifting our frequency, that's doing more to help than anything else we could ever do out there. Mm-hmm. You think you're going to pick up a sign and put on stupid clothing and go out in the streets and make a bunch of noise? You're wasting your time and your energy. Oh, absolutely. That's a that's a, a total waste of time. And if you're shifting your frequency, then you are affecting the overall energy field of the planet. Absolutely. And as we continue raising the vibration of ourselves, hence the planetary energy field, we are thereby weakening the the reptilians and other beings who are the predators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, because yeah. they can't they can't function with their strength in that uh, vibratory realm that we're uh, co-creating at this time. Well, uh, one of my other guests, uh, a wonderful woman named Judy Carroll, who's written a few books on on her experiences with uh, the Greys, um, positive experiences. Um, they sent a message through her uh, asking that we. Uh, attempt to communicate with our higher self on a daily basis that we are at a point that's critical and that it's important for us to attempt to communicate with our higher self uh, on a daily basis and raise our frequency so you know it's not just you saying it or Renelia or uh, you know Joe Blow on the corner Uh, you know this is coming from a multitude of different sources that it's a critical time for all of us to uh, make choices that uh, support our alignment with the highest frequency. And stepping into our creatorship happens when we do all that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And part of that is being responsible for one's creations. Well, duh, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, these things take a long time to figure out. (laughs) 
Yeah, and humans have not done all that well in that department. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, we'll get better at it. Yeah. But when we do all of these things, what we're actually doing is coming to the point where we will no longer have the concept of a higher self because as the human, mm. we will simply be that mm. higher self. Right. Because right. we will be that divine spirit that we truly are, fully manifested as the human. Mm-hmm. It just won't be Homo sapiens anymore. I wonder what it'll be called. Well, there are different names tossed around. In the scientific realm, they're still using that term Homo superior. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's not know, go there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, no, never mind. I was going to give an example of one of the scientists recently. Oh. Like, rah, rah, Homo superior, here we come. Uh, <laughs> Okay, now, the term I prefer is homo luminans. Yes, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Now, you hear homo galacticus, homo spiritus, whatever. It doesn't matter what label we put on it. Uh, we just want to go to that next level. Now, homo luminans will be as radically different from homo sapiens as the butterfly is from the caterpillar. Huh. Interesting. Well, you know, there will be a, a certain segment of the population that won't want to have anything to do with homo anything. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, from different approaches, there will be those like who have the heavy reptilian influence, and, yeah, they they don't want the humans to succeed, mm-hmm. et cetera. And then there are other beings who would love to take over this planet and do their mm-hmm. thing with it, you know, terraform it to suit themselves. Uh, but then you've got uh, some who've had the homo-whatever experience here who simply want to transcend the whole thing and go elsewhere in the universe. Right, right. That sounds like a lot of fun to me. Yeah, but the thing is, as Proterian keeps saying, you can have your cake and eat it too. You can, because you can have this magnificent experience as homo-luminans on planet Earth, however that looks to you, and that is your access point to anything in infinity. Mm. But that that's not the choice that uh, takes you into the golden age. The golden cage, no. The golden cage, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is kind of a, an upgrade of business as usual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good old business. So how will people usual. be able to tell the difference between being truly sovereign and free and uh, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, and uh, this golden cage business, you know, where everything looks uh, uh, golden, gold glitters, and, uh, you know, money talks. Well, yeah, well, even if they get to the point where they don't have money anymore, they're still in the golden cage. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, there's this thing called awareness, and... Uh, uh, there are ways that, that you can test it out. Now, if if we find ourselves, you know, not too many years down the road, and we are in what could be a golden age or golden cage, mm-hmm. um, the easiest way to test it is with all these new abilities and all the freedoms and the, and so on and so forth. Well, can you simply walk out of the cage? Mm-hmm. You know, if you can just go wherever you want, well, that's not a cage. Right, right. <clears throat> so uh, we will. Uh be able to develop or have the ability to basically be anywhere and we 
we think of being. Yeah, the Protarians have said to de- for decades to us, is if you're stuck in one embodiment, you are not free. Right, right. I totally agree with that one. Yeah. If you're stuck in one dimension, you are not free. Mm-hmm. If you're stuck on one planet, you are not free. If you're stuck in one galaxy, you are not free. Mm-hmm. Because if you're truly spiritually free and you are the essence of the infinitude, fully manifested as the human or whatever you happen to be, then you can go anywhere and manifest yourself as anything. You can be anybody, anything you want. So that would include uh, any kind of appearance or form, uh, shape-shifting, or if you want to call it that. Sure. Yeah, and you would just imagine it and that you would be that. Yes, because the body is not the frozen sculpture that the Matrix programs people to believe it is. Mm-hmm. And that also uh, brings up a, uh, something about death. Uh, it, it sounds as if, in this scenario that's coming up, that the illusion of death that we have been going through for thousands and hundreds of thousands of years uh, is no longer going to be necessary. Right. As far as the Proterians are concerned, that's really stupid. Yes. That, that whole death thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they like to chide us and they say, okay, you come into this life and it's like 70 years and you're dead. And you come back and 70 years and you're dead. And you come back and 70 years and you're dead. And you come back and you live for 84 years and you're dead. And then you come back and die at age 22 on a battlefield and then you're dead again. And, you know, it's like, yeah. okay. So their question is, why don't you just live? Right. 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 And if, if at any point you decide, okay, we're done with this homo luminance thing on planet Earth, fine. Shift your frequency. Mm-hmm. There's nothing gluing you to this. And mm-hmm. you could come back anytime you wanted, you know, 80 eternities later, you know, whatever. There really are no rules then. That would certainly be, uh, in, at least in the beginning, it would be uh, relatively chaotic, I would think. Because if everybody was doing their own thing, there may be somebody around that you recognize, and there may not be. Well, ultimately, there really is no chaos. No, no chaos. Hmm. Because when any form or structure or order is going to go to its next level, at least in, in this this system we've been living in, uh, the energy patterning of the next higher order is always going to be implicate in what we're perceiving as chaos. Mm. And, you know, it's just our inability to have a mental concept of the mm-hmm. next higher order that makes us freak out because we're trying to take all this patterning we don't recognize and try to make sense of it in terms of the old limited right, world. Right, right, that's right. Yeah, <clears throat> and, if th- and if things are chaotic, well, so what? <laughs> right. <laughs> because at that point, what would it matter? I guess it wouldn't, and if you, if you didn't care for the chaos or whatever was going on, you would simply uh, twi- twi- twitch your nose and uh, you'd be out of there. Click your heels together. That's whatever. right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, like, so not worried. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, I'm guessing that that level of being comes with an automatic, uh, intuitive driving set. 
Oh, sure. And, of course, we would be totally in tune because we're part of any organic wholeness of any planet or solar system or galaxy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, we would not do anything to harm the whole. Right, right. So well, what happens with people who are uh, harmful and uh, highly negative and uh, geared towards uh, destroying uh, other things that they don't like? Well, there's such a thing as the cosmic recycle bin. Ah, uh, okay. And, uh, and the golden cage. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, those beings couldn't even get into the golden cage. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. So that's uh, that's going to be even a, a lower level of uh, <clears throat> recurrence than than moving along in the cage. Yeah. And you know, some people, you know, they're so accustomed to the old matrix here that they're they're really challenged in just imagining being able to live in a world like planet earth as a human when there's absolutely no one on the planet who would even think to interfere with you fulfilling your dreams mm, right right it's not here you know no one would do any harm of any kind and and this is a huge shift because we're shifting out of all the old uh, programming of of the earth matrix which means we're also transcending the predator prey relationship yes yes yeah and leaving our uh, our uh, leaving the predator uh, relationship behind right um what how does that how might disclosure the concept of disclosure play into all of this when people are talking about disclosure usually they're referring to just the the extraterrestrial information being made available mm-hmm. but what what all is going to be disclosed <laughs> in other ways and on other levels um uh, you know at first of course you know the old control grid is going to want of course to control the disclosure, so they will right. do limited disclosure, and they will always want to try to uh, hijack the narrative. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, we just get to the point that, uh, you know, maybe the people, well, you know, more people are waking up and realizing, like, when they turn on the television, they're not getting accurate and pertinent information. They're just not. Right, right. And, and it's and just so, more uh, uh, obfuscation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like that word obfuscation because it reminds me of uh, this uh, guy back in, in Boulder who had a sign in his office hanging on the wall, and it said, Eschew obfuscation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's, let us speak plainly. Yeah, right, right. <clears throat> yeah, so, so I would... There will be uh, a lot of, um, well, it sounds like there will be a lot of interesting uh, levels and layers to this since we're multidimensional. And would part of that uh, process be uh, raising our awareness about our multidimensional aspects? Sure. Yeah. You know, that's another thing is we are multidimensional beings. Mm Mm-hmm. And the idea here is not that there were, that we're moving from one dimension to another. It's we're integrating the dimensions. Mm-hmm. And most people can't imagine being able to have their conscious awareness in multiple dimensions simultaneously. Mm-hmm. 
maybe take a mushroom trip and that'll give you a clue or something. You know, <laughs> loosen up, loosen up here. <laughs> but uh, truly, we are in multiple dimensions and in parallel dimensions as well. Is it, isn't that uh, accurate? Well, sure. Well, actually, we're in infinity. Infinity, right? Right. So we're everywhere, everything, and nothing. <laughs> and all of the above and more. And more, yeah, exactly. Well, that's as uh, plain as confusion <laughs> it can be. <laughs> it, I don't find it confusing at no, all. No, it's not. Me. It's not yeah. really. Right. It's just, it's, to us, that is what is natural. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, what's confusing is the duality uh, because it's so limited and so uh, forced and so <laughs> hilarious uh, that uh, it's really difficult to be around people who are limiting, living in duality. Yeah, they're not real comfortable energy fields to their being now. No, I mean, everything is either this or that. It's black or white. Are you a good or are you bad? You know, yeah. Are you a Christian or are you a pagan? Are you this or are you that? You know, all that uh, duality, that thought form that has been imposed on us or layered over our thought patterns has done a, ver a big disservice, and uh, I'm looking forward to that dis disintegrating. Well, sure. Well, well, you know, we are simply in the process of transcending the whole thing. Mm. And the key to transcendence is that divine neutrality. Right, right. Right. Because when we talk about the divine, unconditional, infinite love, we're talking about a totally neutral force. Mm -hmm. Because that is the vibratory essence of the infinitude, of the entire infinite energy field, in its infinite wholeness. The essence of that is what we call divine love. And since it's not even dividing itself into light and dark and other such silly things... Mm -hmm. It simply has to be nothing but neutral. Right, right, right. And so <clears throat> this is, a, this is a, a, according to what you're saying, the shift that we have all been talking about and thinking about and uh, wondering when it was going to happen and all that. This is coming uh, up, this in 2020. Start be, it, the doors are opening. Yeah, it's going to be like staring us in the face. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, uh, well, then the next time I have you on the show, if that's in 2020, um, we should be able to easily engage on uh, uh, on that level and about it. If, indeed, we are, or at least talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, right. And And again... It's not like we come to January 12th and, and it's a massive event and everything shifts on, you know, right there, turns on right, a dime. Right, right. Yeah, it is, is a process, but that's, that's the, the big signal that uh, we are ready to shift in earnest and the old power grid is coming down and we are able to liberate ourselves. So we'll have this wonderful window of opportunity there that we will be able to to a great degree, shift our frequency beyond the grasp of the old Earth matrix. Yes, right, right. See, that's when we could truly have the experience of being in the world, but not of it. Mm-hmm. Right. That uh, sounds like a wonderful 
an experience. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's get political. We'll vote yes on that. How's that? Yeah, okay, I got my vote. <laughs> yeah, so it's a lot of fun these days because, uh, you know, the entertainment out there is just, wow. <laughs> you know, we used to talk about all you know, this shift coming, but really, did we expect it to look the way it's looking now? No. No. I don't think yeah. so. No. And as... as uh, some folks say, well, if we can think of it, it's probably wrong. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if we can say, oh, it'll probably manifest this way. Oh, well, right, right. Yeah, and then we're probably wrong, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. So it, it's just going to be a fun ride if we can just go along with it in that state of neutral detachment. But really, again, just focus on shifting our frequency. Mm-hmm. It seems like the, there will be a lot of people that will have uh, great difficulty uh, making that shift uh, that are stuck in old patterns and belief systems. Yeah, bye. But that'll be difficult. Yeah, bye, see ya. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are not our concern. We just honor the choices those other beings make. Right, right, yeah, right. Thank you for reminding me. It is not my problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because those people have their own games. You know, well, they're God, too, if you want to use that right, term. Right, right. Everything is the field. And not everybody has to do what we think is the cool thing to do right, right now. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's cool to go into this state of transcendence so that we can ascend, take the quantum leap in evolution, set ourselves totally free in the omniverse. Yeah, I'm jazzed. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yep. Well, that's a, that's a, that sounds good to me. Yeah, okay. I think we figured it out. <laughs> All right, we're ready. We're ready. Yeah. In the meantime, the movie's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It's going to be extremely amusing to watch. What uh, kinds of things are you thinking might pop up? Um, well, since uh, the old guard will continue resisting, and they are resisting desperately now, um, they're going to get like really, really desperate. Mm-hmm. And when when they do desperate things, uh, it it can be like really stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're right. going to see colossal blunders that are going to start revealing the people who are pretending to be the good guys in the movie, and actually they're wearing those black hats. Oh, well, that should be fun. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun, because that's another thing that Pluto and Capricorn does, because Pluto rules everything that's deep, dark, hidden, and secret, and Capricorn involves everything out in the public eye. Wow. This journey of Pluto through Capricorn is bit by bit revealing. It's it's the apocalypse, the unveiling of that which has been hidden. And it's coming to the point, especially with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction coming up here, we're going to start really getting revelations. Wow. This is it, then. This is fun. Oh, yeah. I agree. I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. And, of course, we get to the point that the human collective no longer has this no trespassing sign out to beings from other worlds, other dimensions, other planets, Mm -hmm. or whatever. Right, thank goodness. Yeah, and we can start interacting with all these cool beings. Oh, I can't wait. 
What? Well, we'll have to, I guess. But well, a lot of my guests are doing that already and have since birth. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, sure. Yeah. I know that it's possible. Well, sure. It's just a matter of coming to that point where it can actually move out into the public eye where nobody out there can deny it anymore. Oh, I can't wait. That's, that'll be wonderful. That <laughs> What a big relief. <laughs> yeah, that'll be amusing. But at the same time, looking at it from strictly a human level, uh, you know there are a lot of people who would rather die than admit that their religion was a crock. Yes. Et cetera. Yes, that's and true. And we've got so many hundreds of millions, maybe billions, of just fanatical people who are so lost in, in a belief system Yes, that it is you know, predicated by, we are the only ones. Oh, yeah, and then they, they fight with each other about who's the chosen one. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant, isn't it? They're, they're squabbling. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it would behoove us not to join the squabbling going on out there. Yes, exactly. All the debates and arguments, all the quibbling and so forth. It's like, yeah, whatever. It's all unfolding. It's all okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are greater forces at work. Well, I trust that that's true. <laughs> you know. Okay, let's take another approach to it. There are greater forces at work if that's your perspective. Ah, right, right, right. Remember, your consciousness is the creator. Right. So just put yourself on a timeline that takes you to a place where that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. I like that. Cool. Well, on that happy note, uh, we're out of time. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Oh my! Okay. Well, hey, thanks for having me back. This was fun. <laughs> that was a, that was really a, a wonderful uh, uh, and extremely valuable uh, amount of information, Tim. Cool. I, I hope that people don't think that I'm uh, making light of it, but uh, you know, we we joke around and we have fun with it. But uh, it is uh, it is truly. Uh, an amazing period of time, right, that we're in right now. It certainly is, yeah. And it will help us all if we're a little bit compassionate and understanding and so forth with the people waking up and or, and, and the people not waking up. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And as Proterian says, if we don't adopt forgiveness as an official policy, we're screwed. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, Tim, thanks for coming back, and keep us posted. We'll have you back soon again. And we'll right. get another update and uh, talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody.